Well, it's uh, Mission Month here at Freeway, and our theme this year for Mission Month is God's story, our story, their story. Our sovereign God who, who does whatever he likes, whatever pleases him, saves people from their sin for his glory and for their joy, and then invites those people, us, to reproduce that that grace that we have encountered in our stories that then go and reproduce, to retell that story to others who haven't yet heard it. It's the greatest story ever. It's the greatest epic drama ever. kind of makes a Marvel uh, drama look like a, an old school uh, Hardy Boys novel. And we are all here at Freeway a part of it. So what we want to do over the next four weeks we are going to be looking at how, how we can renew our commitments that we began last year. Last year we began a missions commitment. Um, we're going to look at how we can renew that, how our church here can actually resource those who are taking God's story into spaces that we actually physically, practically uh, can't get into. And as they go, they're taking time. As they go into those spaces, they are taking time not merely to dump a story on others, but to hear their stories first and then work out how the story of God can enrich their lives, can find culturally appropriate ways uh, to come into their lives. And then hiding in plain sight amongst us, kind of like Transformers, hiding in plain sight. Here at Freeway are Bruce and Glennis Waters. And they have been involved in Bible translation since Noah walked off the ark. And as we chatted with them, we realised that though they're supposedly retired after 43 years plus of, of missionary work of Bible translation, they have renewed excitement with the emerging opportunities to take... Uh, a program that Bruce actually invented out of a dream, adapt it into places in the Northern Territory that I uh, can't pronounce to train uh, and equip people groups that I also can't pronounce. It's, it's strange that uh, someone who speaks for a living is linguistically uh, challenged. But they have gone in there to translate, the opportunity to translate the Bible into the languages of indigenous uh, communities up there. The language in their story. And we said, we like that. We like that a lot. And we've got you, brother and sister. And then this year what we did was we moved our support of Life FM out of our, out of our normal budget and we stuck it in our missions budget. And we recognise that Light FM also operates into a space that we, we can't get into, that it speaks into the voices and the hearts and the lives of hundreds of thousands of people in our great city. And we don't want that to disappear either. So this year we said we're going to support them to the tune of $1,300. And so our grand uh, goal for mission in Mission Month is $8,300. And to help you out, so you don't forget, we brought back our jars of generosity. Uh, there they are over there. So that you can, you can take them home. 
You just chuck your spare change in it and use it as a, as a visual aid, you know, kind of like Eldie's epic reminders. It just sits there and reminds you that the 28th of June is coming and on the 28th of June, we're going to bring all our jars back in and we're going to bring our pledge cards back in that you should have received uh, in your bulletin today and that's just where once you've prayerfully considered, once you've sat with your family, your husband and your wife and you've said, you know what, we can, we can sacrifice, we can give over and above our normal tithe this one-off pledge or we can commit to give regularly this amount and then you just kind of write it down on this little card and if it's a one-off pledge you hand that in and that way we know this is our information on the day about where we sit with our mission budget we see what's come in and we know what's coming and that's going to be great and so over the next uh few weeks over the next four weeks we're going to get to hear from these people to see how God's story the story of unconditional uh, unqualified redemption of his glory and our joy is just being written into the hearts and the lives of people into our hearts and lives into their hearts and lives so that as Paul says in 2 Corinthians 5 we are just compelled they are just compelled to go and in sheer delight just share that story into the lives of others. And then on the 28th of July, as I said, our great hope is that we will be able to keep that privilege alive and running of being able to share the story of God into the lives of people who would not normally hear it by getting raising that $8,300 So here's the thing, make sure you don't miss any of the weeks, make sure you don't miss next week, make sure you keep coming along in Mission Month because you're going to get to hear an accumulative kind of picture, an accumulative uh, story if you like and then what we're hoping is that as we do that during this month that we don't just simply tick off a financial goal at the end of this month and just kind of pack it away for another 12 months. We want to make these stories part of the fabric of life here at Freeway so that they come off notice boards, so that they come off PowerPoints and they find their way into our conversations. They find their way into our Bible study groups, into our prayer groups. That the story of God, the good news of Jesus and our story, our experienced story of that would partner to reach others so that they would in turn understand it, so that they in turn would be transformed by it, that their story would become our story under the unfolding story of God. We hear this morning Christina read to us and Bruce kind of hinted towards it, that wonderful drama that's recorded for us in John's, gospel, in John's uh, letter there, the letter he wrote known as Revelation. And we've read out of the 5th and the 7th chapter. There's a lot going on around this throne, which is the setting of the drama that we read this morning. And we simply can't unpack it all today. Uh, People keep asking me, hey, why don't you preach through Revelation? It scares me, but one day we might. But what I want you to notice is that there is a beautiful picture here of, of what the story of God And the hero of that story, Jesus, produces. And that is a new people. 
made up of a diverse group of people who come from every tribe and language and people and nation. And they, though they are diverse in appearance and language and ethnicity and culture, all have one thing in common. They are priests. People who who have access to God. They're in relationship with God and they're worshipping Him. And they reign. That is, they have dominion over the earth. They are unified in their relationship with God and their care of creation because of the work of Jesus. It is, to a degree, a picture of what the original creation story of Genesis mandated. Humanity, worship in a worshipping relationship with God, in a loving relationship with God, and out of that relationship... Caring for creation in his image, uh, taking his name, uh, taking his character out and ruling the earth in that, in his name. But there's something new in this picture. Now they sing a new song. Not the song they had in the Garden of Eden prior to the fall. and, And not the song that we sang after the fall. The song that they now sing is about Jesus who is pictured here as a lion and a lamb. And John just loves to mix his metaphors so that he can quickly paint a picture of an individual who is both a mighty king of utmost power and also of, of, of sacrificial giving, of utmost giving, who though thought to be slain, now stood because he alone was worthy to redeem humanity back to God by conquering death And dealing with sin. This great picture of this multitude is repeated again in in chapter 9. This great picture of of that no one could number from every nation, from all the tribes, of all the peoples and all the languages, standing before the throne of the Lamb, clothed like priests and worshipping with joy, crying out, salvation belongs to God and the Lamb. And it's a picture of the sovereignty and the power of God's story. A story of promise to redeem his glory in our stories. God has always desired to share himself with us that we might enjoy his perfections and live in loving relationship with him here on the earth. That was God's desire. That was his design and his promise. It has always been God's design and desire that people would enjoy him and that our lives would sing about his goodness, that our lives would carry the story of God out into the world. And as we cared for this world and as we raised families and as we created culture and as we built cities, the story of God would multiply and increase to the glory of God in the world. That story, that song was interrupted by sin when we decided to write our own stories. And without the author of life, our story, our song, became about ourselves. It was an insecure story, a proud story, and it expressed itself by trying to dominate each other rather than serve, by trying to manipulate each other rather than understand. Our story, apart from God's, is one of dysfunctionality is one of fences and war and abuse 
peace is replaced by restlessness. Responsibility gets replaced with blaming. Authenticity is replaced with deception. But most seriously, most tragically, viewing God as a friend to walk with, to trust and resource our lives was replaced by viewing him as an enemy to hide from, to reject, to mistrust. This is our story. It is a story of death. It is the story in between creation and the throne. It is a story of death, of condemnation and the deserved wrath of God. But as Revelations 5-7 so beautifully declares, it's not how the story ends. And that is because God wrote over our story a promise. And we find it in Genesis 3. Here God Here is God's response to our sin, our rebellion, the story that we wanted to write to humanity's rebellion and rejection. It's a promise to guide human history to a saviour who would reverse the effects of sin, remove the wrath of God and reconcile people back to God. And at that moment, when that was spoken, all of heaven and earth should have exploded in worship. But we have to wait until this moment here in John's vision that we could actually see what a a fulfilled response to this promise looks like. This saviour is pictured as one here who is considered uh, perfectly worthy of worship. And it's represented by the sevenfold praise that we find there of power and wealth, wisdom, might, honour, glory and blessing. Because by his blood, By his sacrifice, he has ransomed people from every single people group on the earth. The work of Jesus on the cross is is applied specifically into the hearts of people across the globe. No one is excluded. There's no single person anywhere in the world who does not qualify to have the saving work of Jesus applied to their lives. There is not a single person anywhere who is excluded from the offer of grace. The new community of people that Jesus is creating comes from every tribe and every language and every people group and every nation. It's the unstoppable story of God. That is the promise of Genesis 3. It's the promise of of Matthew, of Jesus in Matthew 16, 17 and 19. Our story. And the church, us, you, I, we are tasked by Jesus with the job of storytelling to take the story of God, the good news about Jesus that has come into our stories and then retell that into the stories of others. And we read that at the end of Matthew's Gospels and and, and Mark's Gospel. Go, go, or as you go into the world, tell this story. The sin-conquering death and resurrection of Jesus pictured here in Revelation was for individual people who come from every people group on the planet. Currently, there are 3,140,000,000 people who do not have a means of hearing this story 
They exist in what missionary agents call unreached people groups. There's 7,066 of them in the world. To be unreached means you exist in an environment which you have uh, no access to a Bible, no, no, no communication with a Christian or a church. There's just no means of hearing the gospel. Uh, you know, when I was looking through all this, uh, someone mentioned that Yemen is a country of 8 million people. It has 20 Christians in it. It's an unreached people group. These people all have one more thing in common. They know just enough about God to condemn them to hell. That's what Paul tells us at the beginning of Romans. Over Mission Month, we will be hearing about how we are partnering with people to reach the unreached, to rescue people from one story to another, to enrich lives with the story of God. It's a graphic picture. It's an extreme picture. It's the greatest and most pressing need in the world. And we are privileged to be engaged to take the story of God that has come into our lives and share it with others. And in Mission Month, we plan to hear about how that's happening and how we can help it to continue to happen. I want to leave you with just one more image. Ah, that's where that slide went. Mix my slides up. In the latest data on unreached people groups, this country that you see on your screens has 25 million people living in it. 184 different people groups live in this country. 10% of those people groups are classed as unreached in this country. They have no access to a Bible they know no Christian and they cannot get to a church. They represent 3.5% of the population. You don't need to go overseas to find a mission field, to be engaged. And while we appropriately and joyfully give all we can to those who do go uh, into other countries, we are also invited to be on mission right here to speaking our story into the stories of those around us. So that's what we're going to be about this mission month. Uh, God's story and our story and their story. Just before I pray, another thing I, we want to invite you into this month and I know We've got small groups that are up and running around the church and what we kind of want to say to the small groups is could you pause your small group for the month of Mission Month and then we've printed out some stuff and this is put out by Australians together and what we're hoping to do is increase our understanding of the relationship that we have with Indigenous Australians so that we can be better informed be better equipped be more empathetic to understand the people who, we, who live here with us 
And so there's a great resource put together by Australians Together. It's a four-part series. You go online. In your bulletins is the link. Uh, you can download it and watch it in your study groups. All the material you need to go through that is right here. We'll give it to you. And we just want to increase this story of understanding in our church because part of taking a story to a people group, to a language, to another culture is to first understand that people group. So we do that hopefully everywhere we go and even on our doorstep here. So if you want to do that and get involved in that, come and see Rob and Terry. She'll equip you and, and set you up and let you know how that's going to happen. Hey church, let's pray. I'm looking forward to Mission Month and I'm looking forward to us just really ripping this thing to shreds and blowing that goal apart again this year. Lord, we thank you um, that you're a God of initiation, that you don't leave us just scrounging around here trying to work out uh, who you are, where you are, but you come into our lives um, and, and you restore us back this gentle violence on our souls that our hearts and our lives are surrendered to you. And as we come into that relationship, hearts and lives are flooded with this joy we are compelled to take your story that's become our story and share it into the lives of others and we pray for those uh, who, who, who we're behind uh, who we're prayerfully behind who we're in resources behind who, who are taking this story into places like Bangladesh Northern Australia and the Philippines uh, who go into schools where the gospel is not permitted to be spoken, but they build relationships and then give us the opportunity to, to come and do working bees and, and share the story at that level. Would your story continue in our lives and would it continue in Chelsea and Australia and around the globe? We just pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.